0: Session number six on Matthew 11:25 to 30, and our question in this session, focusing on verses 28 uh, to 30, is what kind of rest is promised? We all long for a certain kind of rest. Not of us, not all of us, long for. Every kind of rest. Come to me, Jesus says, come to me. All who labor and are heavy laden, it gives us a clue, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke. Well, that's odd, because your goal is to lift my (laughs) load and reduce my labor and give me rest. Are you going to put a yoke on me? Yes, he is. A kind of yoke. Take my yoke and learn. It's a yoke of of learning. Learn from me. Learn from me the kinds of things I've been laboring to teach you. That the Father has hidden things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to children. That the Father has given all things into, into my hand and I'm absolutely authoritative that I'm the one who chooses to whom to reveal the Father. Learn from me, and your, your burdens will be lifted. Strange, huh? For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. So it's soul rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So, Father, as we look more closely now at this sweetest, of invitations. May we taste the sweetness of it and experience the foundation of it and the, the great fruit of it in our lives. We want to walk through life in soul rest, not anxiety, but soul restfulness. Help us to know how that is from this text. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. What kind of rest is he offering here? First, it is a rest for your souls. To be sure, bodily weariness can contribute to soul distress, but the worst thing in the world is to have a soul that is is laboring to please God and crushed under the heavy burden of things that we've learned in the wrong way about how to please God. So that's the the first thing to say about it, it's a soul rest. Contrast it with the burden and the rest offered by the scribes and Pharisees, they tie up heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on people's shoulders. Now that's that's a metaphor for legal requirements. These are the Pharisees and scribes don't put physical burdens on people's backs. They put spiritual burdens on people's backs, but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. There's the difference. You might say, "Oh, the Pharisees put burdens and Jesus puts burdens equal." We've got to be religious people, religious like the Pharisees or religious like Jesus, and they're equally burdensome. That's not true. That's not true. He's contrasting his yoke and his learning as a labor relief and a relief of a heavy burden because it is an easy yoke and a light burden? How can that be? How, how can that be? Look at First John chapter 5. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. There's the yoke. For this is the love of God. This is what it looks like when you love God. Love God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. That's what it looks like when you love God. Something happens when you see God a certain way, when you learn what Jesus is really trying to teach us about his commandments and how we relate to them. And here's here's the way John puts the key. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. That's the argument for why the commands of God are not burdensome because the, the pressures and the conformity of the world are overcome. They're broken. The root of worldly loves is severed and we love God and his word and his ways so that to do what he delights for us to do is a delight to us. And this is the victory So this is the overcoming, those are the same root word. This is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So faith here is the reason why the commandments are not burdensome. So faith on one side, love for God on the other side, together teaming up to show that the victory that overcomes the powers that make the commandments of God, burdensome, have been broken, and now we're trusting God's help, God's enablement. He doesn't just load us with burdens and not lift a finger. Now, that comes close to why it is that back here, Jesus identifies himself as gentle and lowly in heart. I mean, this is amazing. When you, when you think of, of Jesus calling himself lowly in heart right after saying, all things have been handed over to me by my Father? What does that remind you of? It reminds me of this, this is Philippians 2. Though he was in the form of God, very God of very God, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So here comes a description of how that happens. He was in the form of God. He did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, to be held on to. He was willing to lay down manifestations of that equality that would keep him from entering the world and doing the work of salvation through death. But he emptied himself, everything he needed to lay down in order to do that work he did, by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient unto death, even death on a cross. So here we have these words, humility, obedience, servant, very God of very God, humbling himself, emptying himself being obedient to the Father, and serving us. So you come back here and you see, take my yoke. Yes, I have things that you have to do. You you must love each other. You're not going to be like you were in the world. When you come and follow me, there is a yoke to be carried. But it's going to be an easy yoke. It's going to be a light burden. Because by faith... You are going to depend upon me, and I am a gentle person and a lowly person, which means I am inclined to serve and not be served. I don't do this. The Pharisees tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and they don't lift their finger. I don't do that. I am lowly. I get down under you, and I lift you up. And here's the climax. Mark ten forty five, even the son of man came not to be served. Not, not, not to be served. He's not looking for slave labor. He's not loading people down with heavy burdens, hard to bear, but he came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's why he makes his gentleness and lowliness the ground of his soul rest. Because since he's gentle and lowly, he's inclined to serve rather than be served. And what kind of service is this? It's the kind that relieves people of labor. It lifts heavy burdens. And when it puts a yoke of commandments on us, it makes sure that he gets down under us and helps us to do the work of the yoke bearing so that it is an easy yoke and a light burden. That's the kind of Christ he identifies himself as, though he is totally authoritative, though he is totally sovereign, as the one who reveals to whom he will, the Father. I have one more question to ask, and we've almost answered it. Namely, back in Matthew 7, it says, The way is hard that leads to life, and few there be that find it. So is it easy or is it hard?